we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. 
I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Why is everything about you a debate? What's the point of love? Every time I showed it, I was broken and it's forced me just to only want to hate. Why is it only one you but multiple religions? Why does every conversation end in a division? Why does everybody want to tell us how to live but they won't listen to the same damn message that they give? Tell me how to feel. Tell me what's wrong. I tried to call. Pick up the phone. I'm on my own. Everybody says you coming back to man. Why the hell's it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work then destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me all you black or all you white. I don't even really care. I just really want to know what's right. They've been saying one thing but I've been looking in the book and it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life. Tell me where I'm going. Is it heaven or hell? I just hope this message greets you well. Had a dream that I was walking with the devil. Don't remember how it feels, but I swear that I remember the smell. Looked me right into my eye and told me everything I wanted could be mine if I gave up and decided to sell. But I said I'd rather die than get mine. Now I'm here. No fear, one man with a story to tell. Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it? When they set the bar and I exceeded it? My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover, but I've never took the time to fucking read this shit. I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer, so I guess you didn't believe in it. I remember sitting with a gun to my head trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this booth Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in the concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! Supposed to fear you, but you ain't said shit. So maybe it's you who actually fears me. I don't know the answer, I just wanna see it clearly. So many lies and a thousand different theories. All I wanna know is who really made religion. Cause I know it wasn't you, but don't nobody believe me. No more lies, no more death. Bring back king, bring back X. Please, dear God, let their soul rest. Protect who's left and watch their steps. Dear God, dear God, I don't wanna have to ask you again. I just hope that you know that I'm still a believer. So I'll end this all by saying amen. friends. Happy Friday. How's everyone doing this morning? It's Friday. It's cold out too. A little chilly out there. And as usual, I was up late. I told y'all I was feeling compelled to write yesterday. So I did. And I meant to do other things first and then sit down and write in the afternoon. But it didn't happen that way. After the show, I took the dogs for a walk and I came back and I sat down here and I just turned on lie on a show. I was like, I'll just write a quick sub stack. And then two and a half hours later, it was tribute. I was like, oh, wow, it's noon already. Okay, then. And then an hour and a half, half, uh, an hour and a half after that, I was like, all right, I I need to get other stuff going. So I wrote a lot yesterday, or rather, I transcribed more than anything. I transcribed mostly, and then I went back after last night's show and uh, dinner, and I hopped on off the rails for a little bit as I was writing yet more, transcribing yet more. And uh, started telling them a bit about it. It was a great discussion. I was somewhere genuinely curious. I was challenged a little bit, but for the first time in my life when I was, and you know what, I guess I've never really been challenged because I've never been here before. Have any of us? But it was great. I wasn't flustered. Had the answers. Just had the answers. They were here. And then at the end of the show, the host, Belushi, was genuinely, he seemed the most curious, the most open. So I sent him a DM of 
the audio file. The original. It's from the second time that I met Gabriel. And I recorded it in secret. And I thought, maybe I should play that for y'all this morning. I do have, of course, I have other things up here. The final message from Brother Matt. The one we skipped over from 912, the first message that brought me, brought Brother Matt to my attention. But I think a lot of you haven't heard this. What do you think, Lindsay? You want me to play the angel audio? I know you do, because I know it's one of your favorites. So. Tell me all if you can hear this. Okay, so tell me how it works. full control a while ago. It's gone now. You didn't listen. I told you to listen. You didn't hear. You heard what you wanted to hear. You believe for all of a day. Belief for a day is not for all of that of a lifetime. Are there any questions? Before I leave now, there's a ton of questions. I'm sure there is, and there's none I can answer for you. Well, then why ask the question if you can't actually answer them? Because the question has to be asked. <laughs> that seems kind of pointless. That's for your lack of belief. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe too. I believe you believe something that does not exist. What do you think I believe that doesn't exist? Me? God? God Things doesn't exist? beyond your control? I believe you believe that. I think you proved it to me pretty well last week. Mm. 40 days and 40 nights. Just remember what that means. Just remember, I'm not bullshitting you. He's in tons of pain. He feels everything. I fucking feel everything. And I'm tired of feeling everything. I don't want to come back to him. He's been chosen for a reason. You've been chosen for a reason. It's up to you now to figure out what that reason is. I can only tell you so much. What am I supposed to do? Believe. Have faith. Believe in something you can't see, touch, smell, or hear. But believe. He can. Not only he can, but the ability for him to understand even what is coming out of my mouth right now is a sign that he's more than what he seems. Well, yeah, that's true. However. Did you heal him from the dead? I cannot carry on in the body I'm in. 
not without hurting him severely, and I'm not allowed to do that. Therefore, there's only so many times I can come back in this form. Everything from this point on will be something you've never seen before. I cannot come back to him. I come back to him again, he dies. Your call. No, no, don't, don't then. I definitely don't want him to die. Right now, I can't move anything of him past his neck. Because he's no longer accepting. So he's begun to doubt. He didn't doubt before. So what have you done to change his mind? I told him the truth and it scared him. You told him the truth about what? About you. About what you don't understand. I told him exactly what you happened. The entire told experience. him something you will never, ever, ever begin to even fathom. Something the Lord above hasn't even told you yet because you have failed to listen. How do I listen? Open your ears. It's all around you. You just have to listen. It's in everything you see, do, and touch. But you have to listen. You have to have faith. Faith in something more than you. Faith in something that doesn't even apply to you. All mankind is part of this. And is at the end of this. However, if you don't believe, all of mankind kind is doomed. You're putting the fate of humanity on my shoulders? On my ability to believe? Well, he is. You think Mary had it any easier? He works in mysterious ways. I thought the truth. However, however mysterious to you, however mysterious to me, he also has faith in mankind. But apparently that faith is waning. We done pissed him off. You've done something. And there ain't a soul that's going to believe you. Of course they're not going to believe me. They didn't believe Mary either. Well, if you believe in that story, what's so hard about what I'm telling you? Again, I told you I believe you. You proved it to me last week. I question everything. I need evidence, you're but you freaking hit me over the head with it. You're still questioning. Well, today was... He knows. He knows better than anybody else. You might want to think twice. He knows. Stop questioning. Why question something you know it's going to happen? I can't think of one reason. Oh, then again, I've seen more things you will ever see. Is the shot cutting people off? From I that? don't have much more time. Are those really the questions you want to ask me? <laughs> If I have no control over what's going to happen, what's the, you told me you can't answer any questions. 
about what's going to happen or what I'm supposed to do. Are I have to figure it out really for myself. Are the questions you want to ask me? Ah. Mankind's had so many more questions. <sighs> are we the only ones out here? Are we the only ones? Did you create everything? I already know the answer to that question. Really? He did create everything. For someone who doesn't believe as much as you do, I find that hard to believe. I know we're all connected. I'm connected to him through that connection. Yeah, but you don't believe that. I do believe that. Not in him, you don't. Is the earth flat? As I said, your faith is misplaced. Is the earth flat? Place your faith where it belongs. And as I said before that, listen to what's being told to you. You are the acceptor of all the truths of everything that mankind needs to know. You will tell everyone. That's up to you, though. It's not up to him. What am I supposed to tell them? What you know is true. Is it going to be the end or is it the beginning of something new? Is that a question you really want to know? <laughs> well, at least I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, it is a question I really want to know. It's then an answer I'm willing to give you. Well, that kind of tells me the answer then. Ten years. From, from a September week ago. 4th, two weeks ago. Your perception of time is messed up. You'll have that when you jump into just some human. He's more than just some human and you know it. Well, yeah, because no human can hear me without their heads exploding and their chests imploding. What's your name? Gabriel, you've known my name. You've known my name since the first day I was here. I thought you were Michael. Not a big fan, are you? <laughs> I'm trying to stop Michael. What is Michael trying to do? What do you think Michael's doing? What is Michael known for? War, plague, death, destruction. So one more time. What do you think I'm trying to stop? What do I do? What have I told you? Listen. It's all around you. He will tell you what to do. Only the unfaithful don't hear him. Obviously, the person I'm in right now hears him. Because if he didn't hear him, we would not be having this conversation right now. Because his head would have exploded and his chest would have imploded. Because that kind of happens when you talk to an angel. It's one of those things. So I've heard. Although there's not much written about it because uh, y'all don't come to visit very often. 
No, but normally when we do, we're trying to ward off something really bad. Everyone's going to die. Well, it's up to mankind. Not everyone, but... Again, that's up to mankind. I don't have much time left. What do you have left to tell me? What questions? Go. I'll ask God my questions. Send my husband back to me. So. That was two years and three months ago. I knew nothing. I had no faith. He was right. I didn't know how to listen. I didn't know how to see. I wasn't alive. I've come so far. And here we are. learning new things, learning more every single day. So that was the beginning of my journey to God. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your arrival. Thank you for sending your messengers to us, to me, to hit me over the head and kick me in the butt a few times, to keep me straight on my path. Thank you for choosing us. If not for that, I still wouldn't be alive. Thank you for our animals that show us every day what true unconditional love is and what it's like to live for you alone. Thank you for our friends and everybody who's listening. Thank you for softening the hearts of those that you choose to join us on this path. Thank you for giving us ears to hear, eyes to see and the wisdom to know the truth, to be able to discern. Most of all, God, thank you for life 
every single day. Thank you for life. So. If y'all would like to hear or read more about my journey, our journey from the very beginning, the start, and uh, other prophecies. And I've just started compiling the prophecies of Uriel. Go check out the Substack, archangelsamonguss.substack.com. Been writing kind of furiously since yesterday. So, archangelsamonguss.substack.com. So, yesterday we finished the first book of Samuel. Remember, Saul died, Jonathan died, everybody died except David. So, the second book of Samuel. Now it came to pass after the death of Saul, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had abode two days in Ziklag. It came even to pass on the third day that, behold, a man came out of the camp from Saul with his clothes rent and earth upon his head. And so it was when he came to David that he fell to the earth and did obeisance. And David said unto him, From whence comest thou? And he said unto him, Out of the camp of Israel am I escaped. And David said unto him, How went the matter? I pray thee, tell me. And he answered, That the people are fled from the battle, and many of the people are also fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan his son are dead also. And David said unto the young man that told him, How knowest thou that Saul and Jonathan his son be dead? And the young man that told him said, as I happened by chance upon Mount Gilboa, behold, Saul leaned upon his spear, and lo, the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. And when he looked behind him, he saw me and called unto me. And I answered, Here am I. And he said unto me, Who art thou? And I answered him, I am an Amalekite. And he said unto me again, Stand, I pray thee, upon me, and slay me, for anguish has come upon me, because my life is yet whole in me. So I stood upon him and slew him, because I was sure that he could not live after that he was fallen. And I took the crown that was upon his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and have brought them hither unto my Lord. Then David took hold on his clothes and rent them, and likewise all the men that were with them. And they mourned and wept and fasted until even for Saul and for Jonathan his son, and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel because they were fallen by the sword. And David said unto the young man that told him, Whence art thou? And he answered, I am the son of a stranger, an Amalekite. And David said unto him, How wast that not afraid to stretch forth thine hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. And David said unto him, Thy blood be upon thy head, for thy mouth has testified against thee, saying, I have slain the Lord's anointed. And David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son. 
Also, he bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Yea, mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew, neither let there be rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away, the shield of, Sh the shield of Saul, as though he had not been anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned not back, and the sword of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives, and in their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. Yea, daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with other delights, who put ornaments of gold upon your apparel. How are the mighty fallen in the midst of the battle? O Jonathan, thou wast slain in thine high places. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. How are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished? Chapter 2 And it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, Go up. And David said, Whither shall I go up? And he said, Unto Hebron. So David went up thither, and his two wives also, Anahoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, Nabal's wife, the Carmelite. And his men that were with him did David bring up, every man with his household, and they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, that the men of Jabesh Gilead were there, were they that buried Saul. And David sent messengers unto the men of Jabesh Gilead, and said unto them, Blessed be ye of the Lord, that ye have shown this kindness unto your Lord, even unto Saul, and have buried him. And now the Lord show kindness and truth unto you. And I also will requite you this kindness, because ye have done this thing. Therefore, now let your hands be strengthened, and be ye valiant. For your master Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah have anointed me king over them. But Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's host, took Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Manaheim, and made him king over Gilead, and over the Asherites, and over Jezreel, and over Ephraim, and over Benjamin, and over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and reigned two years. But the house of Judah followed David. And the time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. And Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mananim to Gibeon. And Joab, the son of Zuriah, the servant of David, went out and met together by the pool of Gibeon. And they sat down, the one on the one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. And Abner said to Joab, Let the young men now arise and play before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. 
Then there arose and went over by number 12 of Benjamin, which pertained to Ishbosheth of the son of Saul, and 12 of the servants of David. And they caught every one his fellow by the head and thrust his sword in his fellow's side, so they fell down together. Wherefore, that place was called Helkath Hazrium, which is in Gibeon. And there was a very sore battle that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before the servants of David. And there were three sons of Zuria there, Joab and Abishai and Asahel. And Asahel was light of foot as a wild roe. And Asahel per pursued after Abner. And in going, he turned not to the right hand nor to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am. And Abner said to him, Turn thee aside to thy right hand or to thy left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take thee his armor. But Asahel would not turn aside from following of him. And Abner said again to Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me. Wherefore should I smite thee to the ground? How then should I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? Howbeit he refused to turn aside. Wherefore Abner, with the hinder of the spear, smote him under the fifth rib, that the spear came out behind him, and he fell down there and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Ashahil fell down and died stood still. Joab also and Abishai pursued after Abner, and the sun went down when they were come to the hill of Ammah that lieth before Gaia, before the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. And the children of Benjamin gathered themselves together after Abner and became one troop and stood on top of an hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Knowest thou not that it will be bitterness in the latter end? How long shall it be then, ere thou bid the people return from following their brethren? And Joab said, As God liveth, unless thou had spoken, surely then in the morning the people had gone up, every one of them, from following his brother. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still, and pursued after Israel no more, neither fought they any more. And Abner and his men walked all that night through the plain, and passed over Jordan, and went through all Bithron, and they came to Mananim. And Joab returned from following Abner, and when he had gathered all the people together, there lacked of David's servants nineteen men and Asahil. But the servants of David had smitten of Benjamin and of Abner's men, so that three hundred and threescore men died. And they took up Asahil and buried him in the sepulcher of his father, which was in Bethlehem. And Joab and his men went all night, and they came to Hebron at break of day. Chapter 3 Now there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. And unto David were sons born in Hebron, and his firstborn was Amnon of Ahinoam, the Jezreelites and a second, Chiliab, of Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite, and the third, Absalom, the son of Makah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur, and the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith, and the fifth, Sheptiah, the son of Abitel, and the sixth, Ithriam, by Igla, David's wife. 
These were born to David in Hebron. And it came to pass, while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. And Saul had a concubine, whose name was Ritzpah, the daughter of Ayah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Wherefore hast thou gone in unto my father's concubine? Then was Abner very wroth for the words of Ishbosheth, and said, Am I a dog's head, which against Judah do show kindness this day unto the house of Saul thy father, to his brethren, and to his friends, and have not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman? So do God to Abner, and more also, except as the Lord hath sworn to David, even so I do to him to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan, even to Beersheba. And he could not answer Abner a word again because he feared him. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf saying, whose is the land saying also make thy league with me and behold, my hand shall be with thee to bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, well, I will make a league with thee, but one thing I require of thee, that is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou first bring Michal, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife Michal, which I espoused to me, for an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, Evron, from Faltiel, the son of Laish. And her husband went along with her weeping behind her to Barium. Then said Abner unto him, Go, return. And he returned. And Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, Ye fought for David in times past to be king over you. Now then do it. For the Lord hath spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines and out of the hand of all their enemies. And Abner also spake in the ears of Benjamin, and Abner went also to speak in the ears of David in Hebron, all that seemed good to Israel, and all that seemed good to the whole house of Benjamin. So Abner came to David to Hebron, and twenty men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel unto my lord the king, that they make a le- may make a league with thee and that thou mayest reign over all that thine heart desireth. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent them away, and he was gone in peace. When Joab and all the host that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner, the son of Ner, came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he has gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest, Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah, but David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died. 
for the blood of Asahel, his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab and on all his father's house. And let there not fail from the house of Joab one that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lacketh bread. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, slew Abner, because he had slain their brother Ashiel at Gibeon in the battle. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes and gird you with sackcloth, and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the bier. And they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool dieth, thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put in fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David swore, saying, So do God to me, and more also, if I taste bread or all or aught else till the sun be down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as whatsoever the king did pleased all the people. For all the people and all Israel understood that day that it was not of the king to slay Abner, the son of Ner. And the king said unto his servants, Know ye not that there is a prince and a great man fallen this day in Israel? And I am this day weak, though anointed king. And these men, the sons of Zuria, be too hard for me. The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. Chapter 4 And when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands were feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. And Saul's son had two men that were captains of bands, and the name of one was Bana, and the name of the other Rechab, the sons of Ramon, a Berothite, of the children of Benjamin, for Beroth was also reckoned to Benjamin. And the Berothites fled to Gitiam, and were sojourners there until this day. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled, and it came to pass, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mesibosheth, and the sons of Rimon, the Berethite, and Rechab, and Bana went, and came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who lay on a bed at noon. And they came thither into the midst of thy house, as though they would have fetched wheat, and they smote him under the fifth rib, and Rechab and Bana his brother escaped. For when they came into the house, he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, and they smote him and slew him and beheaded him and took his head and gat them away through the plain all night. And they brought the head of Ishbosheth unto David to Hebron, and said to the king, Behold the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, thine enemy, which sought thy life. And the Lord hath avenged my lord the king this day of Saul and of his seed. And David answered Rechab and Bana his brother, the sons of Ramon the Berethite, and said unto them, As the Lord liveth, who hath redeemed my soul out of all adversity? 
when one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings, I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag, who thought that I would have given him a reward for his tidings. How much more when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house upon his bed, shall I not therefore now require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they slew them and cut off their hands and their feet, and hanged them up over the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the sepulcher of Abner in Hebron. Okay. We'll finish there for the day. Because the final message in the series from Easter to Pentecost is rather long. It's already going to make us go long. Sorry, Liana. It is what it is. So this is the final message, not the final message from Brother Matt, but the final in the series that he was given from Easter to Pentecost. So well, hello, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Matt. Back with another message from the Lord today. I am going to read uh, the message for May 28th, 2023, which is the final message of the Easter to Pentecost series of messages that the Lord gave me over that period of 50 days where the Lord uh, spoke to me almost every night over that period of time. Um, this is the series of messages I've been trying desperately to get out. Uh, despite all kinds of challenges and, and new messages that have come. If you're new to this channel, uh, check out the other videos um, so you can hear the things that the Lord has been speaking over that time. It's interesting, you know, even though these messages were given earlier this year, I find that on the day that I read them, they somehow seem very relevant to that day. Um, and so... Uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, what he has for us today will also be relevant. I encourage you to check out the other videos. For those of you who are subscribed to this channel, I'm grateful for you. I thank you for supporting um, what I'm trying to do here. Um, really, all I'm trying to do is to be faithful to what the Lord gave me to do, um, asked me to do. And um, and what I do is just to, to, to read the message that he gave me word for word the way that he gave it to me. Um, uh, as always, thank you for your comments, uh, the prayer requests that you put into the channel, the questions that you guys ask, you know, some, sometimes there's questions that I feel like I can answer or can respond to. Sometimes there's comments that I feel like I should respond to. Uh, a lot of times there's not, and I'm grateful for many of you that respond to comments. Um, many times I feel like, uh, you guys have said better, um, and responded better in, in some cases that maybe I would respond. So I'm grateful for all of you who've been active in doing that. Um, so May 28th, 2023, the day of Pentecost was the day this message was given. So I'm going to read it to you now. I, the Lord, who brought you out of the darkness and into the light, I will speak. Listen to me and heed my words. Oh, my people, the time is coming when you will see 
the sign of the Son of Man in the heavens. Therefore, prepare yourselves, O my children, O you nations, to meet me. I am he who comes to judge the living and the dead. My judgments are right, for I am he who sees all, who sees the end from the beginning. Make ready, therefore, O my people, for your king is coming soon. Make ready, O you nations, for you have been given into my hand. I will rule you with a rod of iron. To those who love me, my rod, my staff are a comfort. But to those who resist me, they are a curse. Oh, stiff-necked people, do not attempt to resist me, for I will not be denied. I am he who sits on the throne of David, who makes the nations my footstool. Return to me. Seek me while I may yet be found. If only you would come to me, I would heal you and give you rest for your soul. In me is satisfaction, peace, and abundant joy. Turn to me. Receive my mark on your forehead and I will give you a place in my Father's house. I will not tarry much longer. The time is coming soon when those who have exercised faith in me will see their faith rewarded by sight. The enemy who seeks only to kill and to destroy would deceive you if he could. For he is in his heart a deceiver, a liar, and the father of lies. There is no truth in him. He is the one who deceives the nations, who snatches the seed. He will deceive even the elect if he could but his defeat is assured, for he is a defeated foe, a toothless lion, only capable of roaring. And yet I, the Lion of Judah, will destroy him utterly with the sword of my mouth. He is destined for the lake of fire, he would take you with him if he could, for he hates me. Therefore, he also hates you. Resist him, O my people, and he will flee. Resist him in my name, by my authority. Rebuke his works, his agents, 
in my name. For I have given you authority in my name. And I am with you always. No one can take you from my hand. No one will rob me of my possession. No nation, no king, no prince will hold them back. I will gather my possession from among the nations where I have placed them, and none will resist me. No gate will prevail. Give up my possession, O oh, you nations, O oh, you mountains, O oh, you valleys. I will sweep through with a mighty wind and draw them to myself. I am the mighty wind pounding against the door. I will not be withheld or restrained. Rather, my spirit will be poured out on all flesh. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. I am the God of your fathers and your father's fathers. I am the creator of heaven and earth, the eternal father. I am the author and perfecter of your faith. I am he through whom all things are made possible. Humble yourselves and submit to me. Repent and return from your wicked ways, O man, and receive my seal upon you. I am he who leaves the 99 to go after the lost sheep. I am the good shepherd. And my sheep hear my voice, and they come to me. Therefore, O children, hear the voice of your shepherd as I call to you. Return to me, O children. Return and find in me your salvation, your deliverance. Find in me your hope and the satisfaction of your souls. Oh, how I have loved you. See my hands, feel my side. See my body was broken for you. My blood was shed for you. That you might be reconciled that you might be set free from bondage to sin and death. Believe on me and live. Live. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Through the way that I have made with my blood. Come to me, O children. I am waiting for you with outstretched hands. I am ready 
to receive you. Call on me, call on my name, and I will come to you and you will enter my rest. This is the message that the Lord gave me May 28, 2023, on the day of Pentecost. I am uh, grateful for those of you who have been on this journey with me as I've been reading these messages. And um, I, I really just pray that the Lord will accomplish everything that he intends to accomplish through all of this. Uh, my part is to declare it and and now that it's declared, at least these 50 days, um, we'll see if there's more that I'm supposed to do with it. That I don't know right now. Um, there have been other messages uh, since May 28th. Obviously, I've posted some of the more recent messages. There were messages over the summer, so I will post those as well. I mean, the Lord is not finished. Uh, speaking and, and declaring these things. So as long as he continues to give me something to share, I'll be faithful to share it. Um, yeah, be blessed, brothers and sisters. I'm grateful for you. I'm praying for you. Please do pray for me. Through all of this time, since this began in April, um, we have seen so many things stripped away, um, some things just taken from us, and some things, maybe, some things maybe needed to be taken away. We have seen the schemes of the enemy at work in, in many different ways uh, over these days, um, and all the different ways that he attacks and, and does things, and loss of relationship, and loss of opportunity, certainly in sickness, certainly in you know, emotional stress and relational stress, all these different things that he does. And yet the Lord has been good. The Lord sustains us. The Lord enables us to stand for, firm through everything. You know, the attack doesn't end. Um, it doesn't just suddenly go silent or stop. Um, and I know that that's true for, for many of you as well. You know, when we're trying to do something um, to bring glory to the Lord, the enemy opposes that. And, uh, you know, I know when I started putting these messages out there, so much of it was, um, you know, people criticizing me or, um, you know, calling me a false prophet and, you know, all those other things. Some of those things continue. And, you know, in the beginning, it, it kind of bothered me. I mean, in the beginning, I'd say it bothered me a lot. And, and um, now I just don't worry about it. I just, I just have to do what the Lord told me to do. Um, and you have to do what the Lord has told you to do and be faithful to the things that God has given you to do. Um, so I'm being faithful to my part to do this and, and he will take care of all the other things. But you know, there is a cost. There is a cost. There's a cost of being a disciple of Christ. There is a cross that you have to carry, a cross that was given to you to carry. Now you're not supposed to go carrying somebody else's cross. You're not supposed to take on things that don't belong to you but you have to be faithful to carry the things that he has given you to carry. Um, and, and there is a cost for following the Lord, you know, um, maybe it's the loss of relationships and friends, you know, 
maybe it's it's a life that has a lot of struggle in it. You know, for me in my life, I felt like um, choices that we made to follow the Lord um, have really just led to a hard road. Um, I don't like it, uh, but I accept it. And, and it's been a hard road, not only for me, for my, for my wife, for my children as well. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't like it, but I accept it because if that's what it costs me to follow my Lord, um, then I am willing to pay that cost because there's just, there's no greater thing. There's no, there's no greater thing for me. Um, trying to be faithful and obedient to him is really the number one, the number one thing for me in my life, because I, I want him to know my love for him, my gratitude to him for what he has done in my life, for how he has transformed my life, for how he, he did bring me out of the mud and the mire and the muck. And he did set my feet on a rock and he did change the song in my mouth and change my entire life and changed everything around me. I have seen him answer prayer time after time after time. I have seen him show his faithfulness even when I have not been faithful. I know him to be a good father and I am grateful for what he has done for me. And, and it is only out of that gratitude that I try to live my life to follow him in obedience. Um, but the great thing, man, the great thing is uh, like John 14, 21, where it says, um, if you love me, you will obey my commands and I will love you and my father will love you and we will reveal ourselves to you or manifest ourselves to you and uh, myself to you. And, you know, that's really been my experience is that it's, it's through being obedient to the Lord um, and following him and seeking to love him with all of my life that I have really come to know him and been able to experience him. And so I encourage you, wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life today, um, turn your eyes to him. Um, be obedient. Do what he's calling you to do. If you're in a time maybe where you don't feel so close to him, um, you know, I, I, I pray that if there's something in your life where you need to go back, some, some obedience that, that maybe you didn't, you didn't do what you were supposed to do, if there's a way to go back and make it right, maybe go back and make it right. Maybe that's the way to go forward. Or maybe just to say this morning, Lord, whatever you have for me, whatever you have for me today, God, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to follow you, Lord. Please just direct me and I will do what you lead me to do today for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your glory. I believe he'll honor that. So um, brothers and sisters, I know I've gone long. And uh, if you stuck with me this long, then, uh, then, then blessings on you for doing that. Um, I will be back uh, soon. So until then, God bless. Thank you, Brother Matt. Before we get out of here, and I know we're way late. Well, actually, it's not too bad. Leanna's show started two minutes ago, so that's not too, too bad. But I read this last night on the show. 
Well, I read the one I got yesterday, but I'm going to start with Wednesdays. The hour is almost at hand. You must prepare yourselves. God is in your presence. Ask of him for anything you must before his arrival. He has prepared his army. Some of you will rescue. Others will fight. If God asks you to save someone, save them. If God asks you to smite them, smite them. He has given you all you need to succeed. Do not hesitate. Put God as your natural instinct and use his armor to fulfill his will. There will be more enemies than you can count. Do not turn away from them, nor run from them. Use God's words, his powerful stare, and his mighty hand to turn them aside or to fall before you. You must not hesitate. You cannot fear. You have to put God first. I cannot warn you enough. You will be terrified. You will be astonished and you will desire peace, but there will be none. Gird yourselves now with his armor before the hour at hand is here. You must finish your preparations. Remember to not panic. Do not fear. If you do not act upon his commands, you will surely fall with the evil. Ask of him now for anything you need before he reveals his mighty hand. I can only warn you. I cannot tell you how. Do not fear. Have faith and confidence and do not stumble. That was a message from December 13th. And this is December 14th. Mm. Great anger will overcome us all. It will consume your mind. The great kindle of fire will burn inside you. It is God's anger you will feel in your heart and soul burning deep within. You will use it to consume your enemies. The evil is great in this wicked generation. A great fall of people will happen. Many will perish by the hands of men. Do not fear. Do not panic. Do not run. Defend your faith and God and your family. Use his strength and love for you to overcome the evil ones. They will stop at nothing. So must you. You cannot fear nor hesitate. Many days will pass and soon the morning will begin. Remember, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. Look for him and you will be set on your path. He loves you and he will not cause you to fail unless you fail in your faith. And then you will fall. Remember your rock. It is your faith and love and commitment to him. Hold on. We're getting very close to the sword. I pray for all of you. So, very correct, Lou said. God gives us challenges to strengthen. And man, some of the things may seem too much, but he will never put something in your path you can't handle if you ask him for his help. Can't do this alone. But when you have God with you and you put him first in your life, you are never alone. So with that, I'm going to get out of here.
because I hear my wonderful husband doing the dishes in the kitchen. I'm going to go help him. So I pray that the Lord God keeps you safe, gives you comfort, eyes to see, ears to hear, wisdom, discernment, to know the truth. If you have questions, ask God. He will answer you. You just have to look and listen. Have faith. Listen. So, Liana's already on. Go check her out over on pill.net. Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. So come check us out there. It is Friday, so probably a longer show. We'll see how it plays out. I will be back tomorrow for Freedom Gardens at 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Eastern for Freedom Gardens. Um, talking about how to uh, take care of your winter garden or how to winter over things like peppers, things like that. So, and then of course, True Spiracy Sunday, provided the power doesn't go out at 10 o'clock tonight. Yes. Put on your armor of God. It's right there. Right there at your hands. Put it on now. Because the enemies are at your footstep. So, be blessed. And I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for watching, y'all. Good morning, friends. Happy Monday. How's everyone doing today? Mm, it's finally stopped raining here, which is good because uh, it's about to get cold. The birds cannot handle being wet and cold. I need to build out their enclosure today. That's going to be fun. Actually, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Planting potatoes, getting my hands in the dirt. Waiting for Mick to come home because it's our anniversary today. If y'all don't know that. We have been married 19 years today. And I'll tell you, I'd say uh, the first five years were consumed by, well, A, deployments, but mostly brain surgery, you know, for him. Series of brain surgeries and neck surgeries and all recovery constant. We had a, a goal to keep him alive. Right. And they told us pretty quickly that he'd be dead within five years of his brain surgery. So that first five years was consumed with recovery and life. And then the next 10, 11 years after that, I mean, he was still deployed for a lot of it, but, uh, We weren't 
We certainly weren't like we are now. We barely spoke to each other. When we did, we fought all the time. All the time. It was rough. I think most people probably would have given up. But we're a combination of uh, loyal, stubborn, and lazy. It's a lot of paperwork to get divorced. Wasn't in him to get divorced. He's Irish. Doesn't happen. You got to push him really, really, really far and then leave him. He'll never leave. And loyalty. Because we are both loyal to a fault inherently. So, but the last three years, have been blissful. Now we joke that we're going to be madly in love until the end of the time, which is coming pretty soon. <laughs> you know how that happened? How do you make that change going from, I mean, seriously, when our older son was seven and he'll be 17 in two days, he asked me, Mom, please divorce him. Please. Please. I said, no. Can't do it. Can't do it. This isn't him. I can't divorce a man that I'm not married to. I'm not married to this man. I'm married to the man that I grew up with. I got to bring him back. And then if I decide to divorce him, that's a different matter. We just got to get through this. Now, now our 17-year-old is incredibly loyal. He doesn't hop from one girl to the other, and he talks about marrying the girlfriend that he has now, his first real girlfriend. And he straight up says that it's because of the example that we set. Because we went through all those hard times. Now we can really appreciate the good times. But what made that flip? What made that change? Very easy. God. When we put God first in our lives, we found each other in a way that we didn't know possible. Now we have another goal a shared path, parallel paths, but a shared journey to see us through to these end times into the next one. So you can't know true joy until you know true sorrow can't know true happiness until you've known despair it's the way it is I want to read you guys a couple things
This is from Wednesday. The hour is almost at hand. You must prepare yourselves. God is in your presence. Ask of him for anything you must before his arrival. He has prepared his army. Some of you will rescue. Others will fight. If God asks you to save someone, save them. If God asks you to smite them, smite them. He has given you all you need to succeed. Do not hesitate. Put God as your natural instinct and use his armor to fulfill his will. There will be more enemies than you can count. Do not turn away from them nor run from them. Use God's words, his powerful stare, and his mighty hand to turn them aside or to fall before you. You must not hesitate. You cannot fear. You have to put God first. I cannot warn you enough. You will be terrified. You will be astonished and you will desire peace, but there will be none. Gird yourselves now with his armor before the hour at hand is here. You must finish your preparations. Remember, do not panic. Do not fear. If you do not act upon his commands, you will surely fall with the evil. Ask of him now for anything you need before he reveals his mighty hand. I can only warn you. I cannot tell you how. Do not have fear. Have faith and confidence and do not stumble. And then Thursday. Great anger will overcome us all. It will consume your mind. The great kindle of fire will burn inside you. It is God's anger you will fear in your heart and soul burning deep within. You will use it to consume your enemies. The evil is great in this wicked generation. A great fall of people will happen. Many will perish by the hands of men. Do not fear. Do not panic. Do not run. Defend your faith and God and your family. Use his strength and love for you to overcome the evil ones. They will stop at nothing. So must you. You cannot fear nor hesitate. Many days will pass and soon the morning will begin. Remember, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. Look for him and you will be set on your path. He loves you and he will not cause you to fail unless you fail in your faith. Then you will fail. Remember your rock. It is your faith and love and commitment to him. Hold on. And then this morning, do not cry, my child. Soon you will be at my celebration. I hear your cries and soon you will rest. My people have prayed and cried out to me in every generation, but none like this. I have not forgotten you. I have hardened the hearts of the evil ones. I will cause them to become dumb and foolish when the hour is at hand. I know that my people are fearful of what will happen, but you cannot fear. I hear your heart, and while it sings for my arrival, it also mourns. Do not fear the evil. I will cause them great mischief in their heart and their mind to be lost, and they will fall before you. 
Soon your heart will be merry. The place I have set for you is glorious. Do not bother your mind with thoughts of how will it end and where will you be. Do not weep for those who will be lost. Do not cry for the life you live. Rest, my child. Soon you will hurt no more. So, if you remember last week, we finished the series of messages from Easter to Pentecost that Brother Matt received. Except for one that he received kind of in the middle that wasn't really a part of the series, but he included it. And it was the first one that I ever saw of him. The one that was literally, I was doubting and questioning. And I was sitting on the couch in the living room, which I hardly ever do, at the computer, which I've since moved. And the sun was shining on me. And I opened up Rumble to set up the show. And this popped up first thing in my feed. And it was a picture of the lion. And what it said on the front of the screen was 9-12-23, urgent word from the Lord. There is a shaking of the foundations coming. Now, I'd never heard of Brother Matt or his channel strength for today. Uh, he had just started the Rumble channel. He had two followers and I was not one of them. There was absolutely no reason that he should pop up in my home feed. And yet there he was. And I watched his message and it was the same one that we've been getting. And it was resounding. And I've played it for you guys before, but I did not play it in the series from Easter to Pentecost because I was playing those chronologically and I decided to wait for this one for the end since this came on 9-12 and not during that time. So we're going to play it today. Let's check this out. Now, mind you, this is a little, this was given a little differently from the ones that, or rather he presented it differently from the ones that um, we normally listen to him. And he'll explain that a bit. So. Uh, hey, everybody, I'm back. And uh, I do have a message to share today. This is a message that the Lord gave me just this morning. Um, and so there's some urgency, I guess, to sharing this message with you. Um, some people have asked me how the Lord has spoken to me, how I've received the messages that I've received. And so today um, I'm going to share that with you. Um I'm not sharing any of this stuff for myself or for my own gain or for my own fame or for internet likes or for anything else. Um, I'm, I'm only doing this. And I, to be honest, I feel a little bit grieved in trying to do this. Um, I'm only doing this because the Lord gave these messages to me and told me, to share them. Um, and he's told me that if I don't share them, he will give them to somebody else to share. And um, being faithful to the Lord is the most important thing to me. Um, I've been in ministry for almost 20 years. I lived overseas for much of that time. Um, came back to the States a few years ago. 
And since last year, the Lord has been speaking to me. Um, but from Easter is when the messages that he told me to put out began. When this first began, um, to be honest, it seemed a, a, a little bit crazy to me, very supernatural, not something I'm used to in my tradition or in my background. Um, I'm a I'm a Bible believing, born again Christian. Um, I'm quite conservative in my view of the scripture, I would say. Um, and so when these things began, it was uh, inexplicable, unusual, different from anything that I had ever experienced before. Um, you know, to be honest, I've been doubtful of prophetic ministry in the past. Um, I've considered it to be quite dubious. And so for this to happen to me, in the way that it's happened has been quite unusual. Um, there are times that I thought I was going crazy. There are times I think my wife thought I was going crazy um, or that maybe I have something wrong with my brain. Um, the Lord led us through this process to do an inquiry, to ask, he, he named specific a specific man for me to go to um, and I went to that man and brought him all of the materials that the Lord had spoken to me and asked him to review them, to pray through them, to see if there was some conflict or contradiction with the scripture, anything that would invalidate it. Um, and I also sought out other men uh, for wise counsel in this, gave them the entire entirety of the messages and asked them to read and review them. Um, and the consensus of, of all of that inquiry was that these words were from the Lord. And that's the testimony of my heart the whole time is that it's been from the Lord. Um, and so, uh, so that's why I have felt liberty to release it, even at whatever personal cost there might be associated with that. Um, so I'm going to play for you a message the message that the Lord gave me this morning, when the Lord has spoken through me, um, he told me that I could record it. We, we wrote some of the messages down, my wife and I. I had heard transcribe things. Um, but uh, the other times we recorded it on voice memos on the phone. And um, so I'm going to play for you what the Lord spoke to me this morning. Um, I'm not trying to say that this is anything. I'm not making a declaration that, you know, the end is coming by Friday or setting dates or setting times or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm only giving you what the Lord has given me um, because he told me to, to put it out. So, um, so here it is. Um, I'm just going to deliver it just as it was given to me. And, um, I encourage you, if you haven't looked at the other videos that I've posted, then go to the channel, look at the other videos and, you know, like them and send them out to other people and, and do whatever we can do to get this message out. It's the Lord's message. I think that he wants it out. Um, I believe that he wants it out. And, um, 
Yeah, that's all I got. So here's the message. My Lord, the Holy One of Israel. With the hope of every man. I will speak. There is a shake. I have declared it. A shaking of foundations. But those who trust in me shall not be moved. I am the only hope of nations. Turn to me, no nations, and be saved. This Wicked generation will not stand. I have declared judgment on the nations who oppose me, who oppose my people. Who oppose my name? I will come with great power. You will see my mighty hand at work look for my son watch for me breathe Oh, chosen servants, listen and heed my word. 
really. My message. I do not hold it. Do not fear. It is testimony to me. It is a testimony to those who love my name, who are called according to my purpose, to wake the sleeper from his sleep, to move feet to action. To prepare my warriors for my coming day. <laughs> Tell them the day is coming soon when I will abide. This wicked generation no longer. I have heard the cries of the captives, those who linger in bondage. I will not leave them. I will set the captives free. I will tear down the gates which hold I will break the chains which bind me, for I am the Lord. They are mine. You will see the heavens open and the Son of Man come. with his host. <laughs> Look for me. For I am coming soon. Repent and return to me while there is yet time. This is my word declared as I have given it to you.
Be ready. Everybody. So. Now, the series of messages from Easter to Pentecost is officially done. But don't worry, there's more. So before we start reading, let's say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything that we need to do to prepare for your arrival and keep running our daily lives at the same time can sometimes be a difficult juggling act, but it doesn't have to be. If you have questions or need guidance, we ask you, God, to please grant us the wisdom and discernment to know the truth, the eyes to see and the ears to hear to know our path, Thank you, God, for my husband for 19 years. I know you chose us for each other for this time. Thank you for putting us together for all of those trials and tribulations that have brought us to this place to make us so strong that no one can break us apart. Thank you for our children, for our animals, who constantly show us what it is to live for you alone. Thank you for our friends and our family. And for everybody who comes and tunes in bright and early every morning to listen to your word. I pray that each one of you hears the word as you're supposed to. That it brings you the message that you need to receive or the comfort or the healing or the answers. It's all in there. Thank you, God, for giving us your word. And most of all, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, before we go too late, we are on the second book of Samuel, chapter 5. If you remember, Saul died and basically all of his sons as well. So. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he that led us out and brought us in Israel. 
And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 30 and three years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem, onto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter and smiteth the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. And David went on and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons. And they built David an house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem after he was come from Hebron. And there were yet sons and daughters born to David. And these be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem. Shamua and Shobab and Nathan and Solomon, Ebhar also, and Elishua and Nepheg and Japhia and Elishima and Eliada and Eliphalet. And when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to baal Perazim. And David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon the mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going up, a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bear, then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the hosts of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gezer. Chapter 6. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from them from thence the ark of God, whose name is called 
by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Aho, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord onto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom, Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dwelt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of, multitude of Israel, as well to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. And so all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaid of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Michal, It was before the Lord, which chose me before thy father and before all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord, and I will yet be more vile than thus, and will be base in mine own sight, and of the maid servants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore Michal, this daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. Chapter 7 and it came to pass when the king sat in his house and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, 
but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I command, who I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me in house of cedar? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote and from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest. And I have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight and have made thee a great name like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more, as before time, and as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. When thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. Then went King David in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And this was yet a small thing in thy sight, O Lord God, but thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house for a great while to come. And is this the manner of man, O Lord God? And what can David say more unto thee? For thou, Lord God, knowest thy servant. For thy word's sake, and according to thine own heart, hast thou done all these great things, to make thy servant known them. Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God, for there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom God went to redeem for a people to himself, and to make him a name, and to do for you great things and terrible? For thy land, before thy people, which thou redeemest to thee from Egypt, from the nations and their gods. For thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people Israel to be a people unto thee forever. And thou, Lord, art become their God. And now, O Lord God, the word that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house, establish it forever, and do as thou hast said. 
and let thy name be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God over Israel, and let the house of thy servant David be established before thee. For thou, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, hast revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee in house. Therefore hath thy servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee. And now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy words be true, and thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. Therefore now let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant, that it may continue forever before thee. For thou, O Lord God, hast spoken it, and with thy blessings let the house of thy servant be blessed forever. Hmm. That is the first prophecy of the Messiah come out of the house of David. Hmm. We're going to finish the reading there today. There is another message from Brother Matt that came in on the 15th, Friday night. Although I think he put it out last night. So we'll listen to that quick before we get out of here. I've not heard it before. Uh, hey, brothers and sisters, Brother Matt, back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to share today is from November 15th, 2023. Uh, if you're new to this channel, I encourage you to check out the other videos. You can see the things that the Lord has been giving me to share. What I do here is as the Lord uh, gives me a message to share, I just I just give it to you. Uh, the way that he gave it to me, I don't add anything to it, any interpretation or explanation or my own kind of thoughts about it. Um, it's, it's not a sermon. It's not just like a recitation of scripture. Um, it's the message that the Lord gave. And I just, I just try to give it to you the way that he gave it to me. Um, so if you're new to this channel, I encourage you to subscribe. So you'll be notified of the other videos that come out when they come out. If you have prayer requests, please put your prayer requests in the comment section so that I can pray for you so that other people on this channel can pray for you. This is a thing that we can do for each other, no matter where we are in the world. We can support each other in prayer. And that is that is a good, that is a right thing for us to do as the body of Christ, to support each other. I know many are struggling, struggling with finances, struggling with health, struggling with relationship issues or conflicts at work or conflicts in other areas, spiritual conflicts and things like that. Um, we're, I mean, we're all struggling you know, in various ways, but we can support each other by praying for each other. And so I encourage you, if you look through the comments and you see a prayer request, stop and pray. Just take a moment to lift that person up and, and maybe reply to their comment and let them know that you're praying for them. That is a thing that we can do. We can encourage each other. We can support each other in that way. I felt very encouraged by all of you guys telling me that you're praying for me and um, and for my family. And, and, you know, I've felt those prayers. I've felt the power of those prayers in my life. I know uh, we, we can all feel those things. So uh, please do pray for each other. And if you have prayer requests, please do put your comment, your, your prayer requests in the comment section. Um, last thing I want to say before I read the message is I started a Substack where I can post the written form of the message and I can add some annotations and um, like Bible cross references and things because sometimes scriptures really occur to me that fit 
really well. Um, so you can go to the Substack and you can read the message after you watch the recording of it. And, um, and you can also see kind of my annotations and some comments there sometimes that when it seems appropriate for me to give that. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead now and read the message from November 15th, 2023. The message uh, this day started with a vision and the vision was of um, Jews at the Wailing Wall, in particular men and boys um, standing at the Wailing Wall. And um, there were aspects related to this vision that came back through the message. Um, so when those things come back in, I'll, I'll come back to that. But that sort of image of these Jewish men and boys at the Wailing Wall was kind of a pervasive vision that continued. So this is what the Lord said. When destruction comes upon them, they will be unprepared. They will believe that peace has come, that they dwell in security. But there is no security, no peace, no safety apart from me. O foolish man that does not make the Lord his trust, see how destruction creeps up upon him. So then this vision continued and um, un in, in a way that was kind of different from in previous visions, I heard um, I heard what sound, seemed to me to be like a news report that was going along with what I was seeing. And so what I heard, some of these, some of these words and things, I heard they will go to war for Israel. They will only serve Israel. This seemed to be some relation to a news report. And then I saw battleships again. And I've seen battleships before. I've talked about that before on this channel. And, and this time, this image of the battleship that I saw was black and white. It almost seemed like it was like an image from World War II or something. But I, I could see this battleship, um, this ship in the harbor, and it was firing missiles off somewhere. And then I started to hear a news report and this is what I heard the newscasters say. It said, in Israel today, a great tragedy has struck the Jewish nation. And then I heard the word sneak attack. And then I saw the men and the boys again. And this time, the men and the boys at the Wailing Wall suddenly all kind of looked to their left. From whatever the perspective was, I was seeing them at, they looked to the left and then, um, you know, something was happening. And then suddenly people just started to run um, in chaos, uh, you know, run, running for their lives, I guess. Um, so that was this vision that, that kind of went along with the words. Um, and so then the word from the Lord continued, and this is what the Lord said as he continued. He said, woe to you, O man who searches for peace and safety outside of my mighty hand. You who trusts, you who trust in shields and horses and walls, you who boast of your great city, but apart from me, even these great cities shall fail. And then I heard from the Lord, a clearing of accounts is coming. 
And the Lord continued, I, the Lord, will speak. Now listen to me. These things are coming swiftly upon the earth, for the day approaches. Like a thief it will come when they are unaware, as they are lulled to sleep by their passions and their fantasies and their distractions. But when it comes, I will capture every eye. There are none that will not see. Though many seek to hide their eyes, for they cannot stand the light of my gaze. They cannot suffer my light upon them, for my light exposes all that is hidden in the heart of man. In you, O man, is hidden great darkness, sin, and perversity. You think you can hide behind a smiling face. But I, the Lord, who knows the heart of every man, I am he who sees you as you are. I am he who will uncover your nakedness and lay you bare to the light. Go tell them, O man. Tell them to prepare and watch. Tell them to be ready for me, for my day. Tell them I am their only hope. For salvation is found in no other name, but in the name of the Lord. He who was called out of Egypt. So uh, that is where the message ended um, for November 15th, 2023. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Um, Salvation is found in no other name than the name of Jesus Christ. He is the one who was called out of Egypt. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Um, as we move into the Christmas season and we look forward to his coming, um, boy, I pray. I pray for you that if you haven't called upon his name, that you would call on his name, right? Romans 10, 13, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um this is a season of waiting and expectation as we look forward to, you know, our remembrance of the coming of Christ and his advent and his incarnation, which changed the entire world, right? When the word became flesh and dwelt among us, um, we are, as we're looking forward to this remembrance of his coming, we're also looking forward to the time that he is going to come again. And as this word said, we should be prepared. We should be watchful. I pray for you that you will be ready when he comes. Um, and that you will say with me, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord, come. Uh, I'm ready. I know many of you are ready. Um, but for those of you that maybe you're not ready, then maybe this is a warning that it is time to get ready for him because he is coming soon. So brothers and sisters, with that, I'm going to stop right here. And uh, I look forward to being with you guys again soon. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Brother Matt. Okay. With that, I'm going to get out of here because Liana's coming up next. 9.05, basically right when this ends, or a little out. We'll run a little bit into her. That's okay. 
And then Mick and I will be back tonight for the Patriot Party Podcast, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. And uh, I pray that God keeps you all safe and blessed and secure as you prepare for his arrival, as do I. So with that, thank you all for watching. And uh, I'll see you on the flip side. Have a blessed day. Crazy baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour and troubled souls want to God's service. Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you. Show stays on because of you.